Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Working Progress Podcast. Today, we're talking to Louise. Louise worked in Australia as a registered nurse, and one day she decides she wants a change, a big change. So she leaves her job and books a flight to the UK, and in her own words, she wins it. Everything from where to live and what to do when she lands is undecided. Her adventure hits a few rough patches as she navigates having a nursing career in a new country with a completely different system. It's not easy, and she doesn't know anybody, and yet she pulls through. A few months ago, she started working as a CrossFit trainer full time, and soon she will launch a nutrition coaching business online. You're about to find out why and how she did it. So, without further ado, let's get started. Welcome, everybody, to the Work in Progress podcast. Today, we're talking to Louise. She spent the last ten years in nursing, and she recently just switched to CrossFit training, which is super exciting because I know a lot of people doing CrossFit, and I'm 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 really into workout and fitness, but I've never tried CrossFit because it looks so intimidating from the outside. I'm really interested to talk to Louise about her journey, how she transitioned from nursing into CrossFit. So. Welcome, Louise. Thanks for joining us today, and we are really excited. We have a lot of questions for you. And before I start with the questions, I was wondering if you could give us a little bit of introduction to what you did in the past and how you got into CrossFit. Well, thank you both for having me.、Um, so I've done, yeah, as you said, nursing for the last ten years, and recently I've just. Uh, started CrossFit coaching,、um, so it was a big, big change for me. But、right. um, the reason I start, well, the reason I got into nursing was like my love for health and healthcare,、um, helping people to live a better life、uh, and healthier lifestyle.、Um, and then I like, I loved nursing, and as hard and stressful as it could be.、Um, That wasn't really what I wanted to do. I wanted to be able to help people to prevent ill health rather than treat it.、Um, so I had a bit of for myself, like with my eating when I was younger. I was a bit up and down in like my weight, and then I wasn't very healthy. Didn't have like a healthy relationship with food or drinking.、Um, And then I moved overseas to the UK, where I've been living here for three and a half years from Australia.、Um, I started CrossFit after lots of travelling and felt like I'd gained a lot of weight. wasn't very healthy, and my reason for starting was because I felt unhealthy and I needed to change something.、Um, so that's when I started. Getting into that, and I just like fell in love with it. Started training all the time, which then made me eat better.、Uh, and then, I, as I learnt more about it, I wanted to be able to help other people do the same. So I started with doing nutrition coaching.、Um, so I did a course on that. Started helping people with that, and then I did my CrossFit Level One course. I did an internship. And then now I've started coaching, and now I'm full time in that as well as nutrition coaching. Wow! Well, first of all, I'm so excited you're from Australia because I've been to Australia、yeah. once.、Um, my honeymoon was there, and you guys have the best coffee. Oh my god! Don't we? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I miss it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So prior to that, I actually went on like a coffee. Like I took a break. I, I've always loved coffee, and I started with you know like this really sweet sugary drinks, like the sugary coffee, and then I sort of got into the more refined coffee. And then I decided that maybe I was drinking too much coffee, and I should probably take a break from it. So I actually took a break. Like it was probably at least a six month break. And I was fine with it, but some when before I went to Australia, some people told told me that oh Melbourne, I think it was Melbourne, has really really good、yeah. coffee. And I was thinking,、yeah. oh you know, <laughs> no, I'm I'm gonna stick to my you know caffeine、um, like break. But then of course, when I was in Melbourne, I couldn't 
not drink coffee. So I got a little cup to try. And your your drinks are obviously different from the American sizes and the you know the, the, <laughs> yep. the drinks over here. So I got one and I was just hooked. It was so good. It was not bitter. It was just tastes so good. And I was just fell in love with it. And I have not been, you know, away from coffee ever since. So I have Australia to thank for that. But I really do love Australian <laughs> coffee and and the beaches were so amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but sorry. Things I miss to, the most. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> but back to the topic of fitness. What were you like mm -hmm. before you started doing fitness? Have you always been active your whole life or not? Yeah. So um, when I was younger, you know, Australia is quite a sporty country. So I'd always played sports, done sports all through school. I played basketball for 15 years, soccer or football for about three or four years. I played cricket for maybe three years, a bit of Aussie rules football, um, did swimming in school, cross-country running, did like, was like super active. Um, and then when I got to like my late teens, early 20s, that kind of stopped a bit and it became more about drinking, partying, um, going out. And then I would kind of go to the gym, um, do like boot camps and things like that. And then once I started CrossFit, it was like a life changer, almost like being a kid again. <laughs> I see. Um, yeah, so I just I loved I've just loved CrossFit since I've started, mm. um, okay. and it's been like the best thing that I've done. I see. And um, what was the schooling like in Australia? I imagine that there is like you need to spend a certain amount of time in school to get your nursing degree, maybe, and then you apply. Yeah. Yeah, so we do like 13 years of school, so seven years of primary school, six years of secondary school, and then straight from there I went to uni and did a three-year degree in nursing. Um, after that I got a job in nursing as a grad nurse, which, so that's a 12-month program. So I worked six months on a geriatric rehab unit and then six months on a medical ward, which was full on and very stressful. Um, I, while I was there, I was like, oh, I don't know if nursing's for me. Is this the right decision? Um, so I decided to stick with it but go part-time. And then I also did a post-grad certificate in health promotion um, and then so I worked on a surgical ward in nursing which I loved and then studied as well on the side. And in total you were in nursing for 10 years is that correct? Yeah so I was as a registered nurse probably maybe for three years but while I was studying I also in a nursing home just doing like as a personal care assistant um, and then when I moved to the UK, just because the registration's different over here, I wasn't working as a registered nurse, but just as like a healthcare community assistant. I see. How was it the transition moving from Australia to, to UK? Um, like you said, some of the registration system was different and were you able to, was it difficult finding the same role for you? Um, so this was... This is like a whole other story. So when I moved to the UK, I just like I wanted to came over here really to travel and to try something different. I wasn't ready to settle down and get married and have kids like everyone else seemed to be. Um, I came over, I quit my in nursing and I planned like six weeks of travel and then I had no idea what I was going to do. I had nowhere to work. I had nowhere to live. I was just kind of winging it, taking a, a big risk. <laughs> but um, it definitely paid off. Um, just having, like, no plans and kind of, you just meet so many people travelling. Um, so while I was on one of my tours, I met another nurse who was also from Melbourne and she was living over here as well, like, 
kind of in a similar position to me. And she got me a job doing live-in care. Um, So I started doing that here and that was like pretty full on. I had some bad experiences with that, but I also had some really good ones. So for the most part of that, I cared for a disabled uni student um, and I lived on campus with her in like the halls. Uh, I was a full-time carer, but like 24-7, so I would kind of have a couple of hours off a day and my free time was when while she was in classes um, and that was in Nottingham. So while I was there, that's when I started CrossFit. So in my spare time, I would get the bus to CrossFit, go there, do a class, and then be back in time to help Zoe with whatever she needed. Um, and then when she went back to her family for the summer, I decided to move to London and this same girl that I'd met, she got me a job where she was working, which is the one I've just left. So that was doing community healthcare. So I was based in a hospital in West London and then we go into people's houses when they came out of hospital and just give them whatever support they needed for the first few days they've come out. Wow, that's amazing. I have to say that um, the, the nursing or, you know, people providing care to um, to the patients or probably in- including the patient's family sometimes is, it's amazing the gu- the work you guys do because my, my dad uh, had a stroke last year and um, mm. we went back home and it was a really, really stressful year. It still is, but it's not as stressful as, you know, when it first happened and People that worked in, um, like the nurses, for example, and um, also the doctors, but you really don't see the doctors that that much. Uh, Most of the time, you're really dealing with the nurses. And Mm -hmm. I remember feeling like so lost. It was such a scary experience. But the nurses there, um, they're, you know, really attentive and they really did a really good job taking care of us. And not just my dad, but they were also very helpful with with me and my sister and it's really amazing that the the kind of work that that they provide in the value so thank you guys so much mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you yeah totally I think it's very very impactful work especially for patients and their family I guess that so we were obviously family and then we knew nothing about how to help somebody who is you know who, who he needs like basic help just sitting up even um mm-hmm. so like and there, we didn't also like didn't know where to hire anyone to take care of him. So like we had to do a lot of that the first few days. And the nurses there really were the people that were trying to help us and showing us how to do everything. So it was very very impactful. Um, so I do want to kind of dig in a little bit about your past being a nurse. Um, I think um, I know. I think I have a personal friend that's a nurse, but like we never really talk about like what she does at work. So um, can you mm-hmm. tell us like what a typical day is like? Okay, so from, like, my last job or, like, proper nursing on the ward? On the ward. Okay, so I would do shift work. So my shifts, we, we I think I did eight day, eight shifts in a fortnight. So it would either be a morning shift, which was 7 to 3.30, or the afternoon, 1 to 9.30, or night shift was 9 till 7.30 a.m. So we would, like, rotate with mornings and afternoons or then we'd have, like, a block of night shifts. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it's on, like, a morning shift, we would, all the nurses would meet for handover. Um, we did there. So we would have two nurses, but we might have uh, 8 to 12 patients. Uh, and that can change depending on the patient load or um, what the patient situation or health was like um, at that time. Obviously, the ones that were more ill needed a bit more help. Uh, mornings could be really busy on a surgical ward. If we've got patients that are about to go into theatre, we have to do like a theatre checklist, um, mm-hmm. make sure that they've had any medication, that they're nil by mouth so they're fasting before their surgery, um, if they need fluids. Um, and then we would take often have to take them 
around the theatre. Sometimes we would get, or like later in the morning, we'd get patients coming back from theatre, which requires them to have their odds, odds like blood pressure, heart rate, etc. every mm-hmm. half an hour for I think it was two or four hours. I can't remember now. Um, and then as well as like their medications, pain relief, um, it could be quite full on. Sometimes I've been in like we'd ha- also have medical patients on the ward mm-hmm. sometimes um, when there's not enough beds in the hospital. Uh, so people that have had like heart issues uh, or something else like that. Um, sometimes we'd get people back from theatre where they, they weren't stable. we have to call a medical emergency. Um, so I had a few scary situations like that. We also had a few because um, it was a maternity hospital as well. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes we would get pregnant women or people that had miscarriage um, and that sometimes could happen on the ward, which was like horrible. Horrible to see and be there. Mm. Um, yeah, it's like super busy. You don't really stop the whole day. Um, and then you've also got families. I mean, most are pretty nice, <laughs> but sometimes <laughs> you get the occasional angry family member. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was good. It was good, but can be really challenging and very stressful at times yeah that sounds really that sounds really really stressful (laughs) to me and just an overall very demanding job both yeah both physically and you know sometimes mentally too because I really see that a lot of it is you know almost like customer service client interaction yeah yeah Yeah. and then um, like because we're checking their obs all the time doing mm -hmm. medications yeah you can't really you have to be thinking all the time or like checking you've got everything right um especially if you're giving like injections or taking blood or whatever it's yeah so you said you work uh eight shifts in two days so that means that did i hear that right in two weeks Uh, two weeks two weeks oh i see okay so it's like so is it like four hours four a week okay and each Mm -hmm. each shift is about eight hours yeah, or I night see. shifts ten hours. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, but that yeah, that will shift. like vary between hospitals. Like some places do twelve-hour mm-hmm. shifts. Oh. Okay. And would it be like two shifts in a day, or it would be two shifts in per, per day? I mean, I'm sorry, one shift per day. One shift per day. Yeah. Okay. I think okay. occasionally, if like we were short-staffed, I'd done a double shift, so done like oh. seven a.m. till nine thirty p.m. Oh, which oh. is obviously a very long day in nursing. <laughs> yeah, but that that wasn't often. <laughs> Tell us about what was what was it like the first time you did CrossFit? Well, the first time was well, pretty scary to say the least. <laughs> yeah, um, I guess it is for every new person walking into a big gym, seeing people do all these crazy things. Yeah, um, but obviously. CrossFit can be scalable to any level, so anyone can do it no matter what your age or fitness level is. Um, but, uh, yeah, as I said, I started did my first one in CrossFit Nottingham and I did a trial session and there must have been maybe 25 people in the class and then me just starting, so it was scary but uh, there was two coaches at the time there and um they helped me adjusted the workout so I could do it like everyone else uh and then from there we had to do an induction which is where I had one coach teach me one-to-one the like the foundation movements of CrossFit um so then that made me like more comfortable know what to do so then I could start doing classes um, with everyone else. So, yeah, it's just, it's just like learning like CrossFit's a whole other language <laughs> um, if you've ever seen all the words and abbreviations we use. So it's just like getting used to all that and then um, 
learning how to or the coach would always help us to adjust the workout to your ability um but then I picked it up fairly quickly uh and there's like lots of parts to CrossFit you've got like Olympic lifting the gymnastics component the cardio stuff so like rowers ski ergs bikes running um it's everything and it never gets boring that's for sure yeah, sounds like fun. For, for those of us who haven't tried CrossFit, can you talk about like like at a high level what is CrossFit? What's you know what kind of workout is included? And if I'm a total beginner, where do I start? Okay, so well, CrossFit it's kind of now become well, it has become a sport. It's like the sport of fitness. Mm-hmm. So the highest level would be like the CrossFit Games. So that's kind of the Olympics in the CrossFit world, um, like the the highest level you can get to. Uh, And then I compete quite a lot now. Um, But at the beginning, it was more just like learning the basics. Um, And then so every every session, if you're doing like a class, it would have a warm-up a skill or strength piece and then a workout at the end so Mm -hmm. for the workouts they can be anywhere from like four minutes to 40 minutes like depending uh what it is for that day so they can be super fast paced or they can be longer slower they could be heavy workouts but they're always different so you never never gets boring never repeat a workout um there's so many different movements and different things that can be included as you get on there's like more progressions to the skill um making things harder <laughs> once you've mastered a skill you find a way to make it harder and learn a new challenge so have you ever been injured doing crossfit because it looks so physically demanding no not really wow. i've had i've had like a few little things like I hurt my hand a while ago and it was kind of just like scar tissue built up in my wrist but after I just got it treated um after a week it was fine uh lots of people well can get injuries they're common but it's just as common as in any other sport or doing anything else repetitively Mm -hmm. um but I always make sure I warm up really well, um, look after my body, eat well, stretch, make sure I get plenty of sleep so I can avoid injuries as much as I can. What was the moment that made you realize, oh, I don't want to do nursing full time anymore. I actually want to do this other thing that I'm really passionate about. <laughs> um, well, cause my job that I was doing in London, um, that was working long days, so I didn't do shift work here because it was like community healthcare. But my days would be like eight till eight. So I did have because it was community. I did have some like free time or like downtime during the day, which we didn't. I didn't really have anything to do, so I would just go and train in those hours, which was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I wasn't a registered nurse in the UK, the pay, what I was doing wasn't, like, that great. But working long days kind of made up for it. Um, mm-hmm. And then because I was, like, training a lot and but I would do work, like, three or four long days during the week and then sometimes I would coach whenever um, they needed cover which was cool, and, and I really loved that. And then I was like, yeah, okay, this is what I want to do. Um, I had, like, really supportive people around me that, that encouraged me to do it because originally I was like, oh, no, I can't coach. I'm not I'm not a good enough athlete to be able to do this yet. But um, with their, like, support, they encouraged me to do it. And then I was like, okay, yeah, I think I can do this. Uh, and then when I started, I just, like, loved it and it came, like, 
fairly quickly and naturally to me. So, yeah, I was like, yeah, this is it. Now I want to get out of my nursing job. (laughs) How long after you started doing CrossFit did you start to coach people? Um, I almost two years. So I started CrossFit in February 2017, so almost three years ago. And then I did my level one at the start in January last year. So I've actually only been coaching for probably eight or nine months and that's only part-time. So only Mm. like full-time the last few weeks when I've just got a new job. I see. And was it – so your level one um, certificate, Mm -hmm. um, was it like – like a training certificate? Yeah, so it's just like a two-day course gotcha. face-to-face uh, mm-hmm. with a group of other people that are also doing it. Um, but prior to that, you, there's a whole book to read and lots of things to study and learn. Um, some people that do their level one have, have never done any CrossFit before. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. But for me, because I'd already done it, quite a while um my boyfriend's coat had been coaching for like six or seven years so I obviously could learn a lot from him (laughs) um (laughs) so yeah I didn't find it too challenging I see yeah well I would think that if you don't have any prior experience going into um fit a crossfit and then you're taking the trainer coach a trainer certificate that's pretty that's a bold move (laughs) It is, but one one of um, our friends did that, and he's an amazing coach. So (laughs) it can happen. (laughs) Wow, I'm so impressed. (laughs) I see. And after you, so you got the certificate, and how were you, uh, or how were your clients finding you? Were they just friends and family, or there were people that were at the gym? No, um, people from the gym. So where. My boyfriend coaches and I also train. Um, I kind of already knew everyone. I did mm-hmm. my internship there. So I did like 25 hours of watching the other coaches, like taking notes and then also having them watch me as well and assess me. So I already knew everyone, which made me more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could get I could get pretty nervous sometimes, but coaching I actually uh, maybe a little bit but I didn't feel like ever really that nervous or scared and I just made sure I always like prepared for my classes so I knew exactly what I was doing (laughs) Um, and being able to do do all like the movements and uh, demo them myself made it a lot easier got it and how um how do you prepare for uh for your session and have you ever trained anybody who you don't know? So it's a complete stranger coming in and you have to, you know, how, how do you go about doing that? So to prepare for the session, though, it's like already programmed by someone. So you have like, as mm. I said, your warm up, strength, or skill mm. piece, and then a workout. So I would just like go through the movements, make sure I know what, um, what they all are, how to demonstrate them. So in the class, I'll always demo what what everything is so people know how to do it, they can see it being done. Um, Trained, like, lots of people that I've never met. So at the start of the class, we'll always ask if anyone has, like, any injuries so that we can adjust any movements for them. Um, Mm -hmm. And when I started my new job, like, a few weeks ago, is at a new gym and I didn't know anyone there. Um, so <laughs> from like now, which was which was fine, I wasn't nervous at all, but it's just getting to know each person, um, what they're good at, what they need to work on and like their strengths. So being able to help them to adjust the workout that, to like a weight or movement that's appropriate for their level. Mm. And how much of that assessment comes from yourself and or do your clients tell you, this is too hard for me or, you know, they want to try? Or if you ever have those people who are really eager to try new things, but you think 
you you know you you your judgment tells you that maybe they should ease into it so you kind of tell them not to so how how does that work yeah usually i'll tell them i'll say um like for today i would rather you do this than um have bad technique doing this movement for example so um and most of the time they'll listen to me <laughs> sometimes right, they won't i say okay do whatever <laughs> Uh, but most of the time, yeah, they respect the coach and um, and what they're telling them. So, yeah, as long as long as you're say it nicely to them <laughs> and have that good communication with your clients, I think that's really important. So, for people that um, I guess let's say they're a regular for CrossFit, um, how do they continue to still you know have like that muscle stimulation if they you know, have been doing it for years. Is is CrossFit kind of like um one of these other like fitness curriculum like Zumba or like body pump that, you know, like every so often there's like a new release. So there's a new quote unquote routine that instructors can teach. Mm-hmm. So like as I said, it's never the same workout. It's always getting harder or like, <laughs> like um for example, handstand walks. If you've ever seen a CrossFitter <laughs> walking mm-hmm. on their hands, something mm-hmm. I love, <laughs> um, <laughs> to make that harder, they might walk on, like, plates, mm. uh, like weight plates or up a ramp or around obstacles or, say, you have to do 10 metres unbroken, which means you have to do 10 metres without falling over <laughs> um, or you go back to the beginning. Um, say if it's like double unders, which is skipping where the rope passes twice under your feet with every jump. Mm -hmm. Um, if people have got those, which a lot of people struggle with to begin with, including me, um, (laughs) then there's like triple unders. So that's Uh, making it really hard. Uh, if it's like weightlifting, it's just trying to get stronger. So, uh, you need better technique as well for that um yeah always something to work on or get better at uh going back to uh your transition from nursing to to crossfit i'm wondering how how was it like when you so you started with part-time which i think is a great idea honestly because you Mm -hmm. know a certain change sometimes is just really scary but what was it like uh, when you switch come uh, to to full time, how was it? Were you were you nervous or was it you know very exciting for you? Um, no, I was I was pretty excited. <laughs> um, the thing was like I was nervous about is having like a permanent job in healthcare yeah. for like the NHS to mm-hmm. then kind of being like self employed as freelance, right? Which that like sounded scary not having that kind of security in a way um going from having like lots of leave and sick pay and everything to none of that just being like dependent on myself to make sure I've got enough hours or enough clients in PT or nutrition um that was like the scary part not the actual like coaching and that bit doesn't really stress me out (laughs) uh so did you know that or by the time when you were about to become full-time like working as a crossfit coach did you already have enough client um base i guess to ensure that you know once you make that transition financially you would still be okay yeah so um the job that i applied for i would have at least minimum of 15 hours coaching a week which was fine and enough and um as long as I had that I was okay because then I can get PT clients as well or nutrition clients um so yeah as long as I had that as like a base that was fine and with uh all those 15 hours were like coach class sessions not one-to-one so any one-to-one or nutrition clients were just an extra 
I see. And were they all from the same gym as well, or they were from like freelance? Um, no. Yeah. So I started at CrossFit Hammersmith in West London. And that's where I did my intern. Um, it's where I still train. So I still have nutrition clients there. Um, and then I started my new job, which is at CrossFit World's End, which is about half an hour from my house. So that's where I coach full time and also do some nutrition and PT clients there as well. How, how does nutrition coaching count? In terms of the hour, do they is it is it basically the same as um, like your client uh, books you for you know like an hour a week or something, or is it more like over the the, the email? So um, the one at World's End, which I'm just setting up for them as a new program. So we're doing an eight week program, so people can stay on for eight weeks minimum or longer. So with that, um, we have like a, a body composition scanner, which is like a hospital-grade one that can tell people like their body fat, muscle mass, um, energy expenditure. Um, and then we'll go through nutrition basics with them, like what macronutrients are, balancing meals, what, when to eat, that kind of thing, as well as do online check-ins so um, our clients can, can message me whenever they need or if they have any questions, and then we'll do face-to-face -face meetings once a month as well. Um, and then throughout the eight weeks we'll um, slowly might be working on different habits or changing different things. Um, so we'll set them some goals and action steps for them to work on. And then the biggest thing for most people is just having the accountability of someone checking in with them and so they know what they're doing, what they're eating, and helping them to stay on track. So earlier on you mentioned something that really resonated with me. You said that you – so you've always been really interested in helping people with – their health but you are switching from nursing which is kind of like a you know when people get sick you know, they, they go to hospital and then they get treated and you help them to a more of like a I would say maybe holistic or like a preventative uh, method mm -hmm. of you know going about your health which is you know you work out and you eat well you probably sleep better as a result and um, I really really do see that I really do see the value in you know, in this. And I think when I was thinking about it, when I got older, I started to think more about health in general. That is something that I noticed as well, is that when you get sick, you get treated and that is the right way to do it. But it really should start way earlier before, you know, you get sick, right? You should really do something about your health before you get sick and really, mm -hmm. you know, eating well and sleeping well and taking good care of your body, working out regularly is, I think, the better better way to to do it. And I think that should definitely be the, the bigger em emphasis for you. Yeah, as, like, I've worked, well, yeah, done it for, like, 10 years looking after a lot of elderly people that are sick, even middle-aged people that are unwell, and there's so many like lifestyle diseases that can be so easily prevented if people knew or implemented like a healthier lifestyle, like knowing what to eat, um, exercising. Like so many people just live sedentary lifestyles, sitting at a desk all day, you know, working in high-stress environment and then not exercising, eating anything that's convenient which is usually not good for us mm -hmm. um but I love that now I can help people to prevent hopefully prevent getting to that point um being able to exercise no matter what it is or how easy it may seem or difficult um and just teaching them how to eat better because so many people 
have just have no idea like what's healthy or what's not. So I love that I can help people with that now. I think that's so wonderful that you're able to help people like, you know, like via two different approaches, both from like the physical perspective and then also from like the perspective of like understanding what's good for you and then making sure that you try to eat that for the most part. Um, what do you observe to be some of the like common, like maybe like diet or like workout problems or like misunderstandings that people nowadays tend to have? Um, I guess just like marketing has a massive influence on oh gosh, what yes. people think <laughs> is healthy and not healthy. Just because something says all natural doesn't mean it's healthy. <laughs> like if you look at like a fruit and nut bar, for example, and it says all natural, but you look at the sugar content and it's like 20 grams of sugar, that's like five teaspoons of sugar. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not good. <laughs> um, yeah, just I think that plays such a big part of it or if it's something like um, hummus chips or crisps or sweet potato crisps it doesn't make it healthy like the biggest thing is people just need to eat more vegetables to be able to get more of the nutrients that we need like Mm -hmm. food food can be used as medicine so what's your um typical day like now that you're a coach full-time coach is it still I imagine it's not eight hours anymore it's I don't know it, nope. <laughs> I'm curious about that what's it's it much like less now mm-hmm. um so at the moment uh I do a mix of mornings and evening classes so if I'm working a morning it would be like a 6 a.m 7 a.m 10 30 and 1 p.m class so four, four hours uh so between like 8 and 10.30, I'm free. So I could I usually do my training in that time. Otherwise, I can use that time for, for any nutrition or PT meetings I have. Um, or I can use it to study or read. I'm never really just sitting around doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if I'm working at evening, it would be like 5.30 till 9.30. So... Usually I might do some work. I'm definitely a morning person, so <laughs> I usually get up early, have a coffee, do some work um, on the computer or try and read, and then I'll go and train in the afternoon and then um, go to work in the evening. So, yeah, each day is kind of different, but morning or evening I work and then weekends might be three or four hours so I'll always have the afternoon off now, which is nice because I've mm. always I've always worked weekends, but especially like the last two years being in this job when I might not finish till 8 p.m. means I can't really do anything else on the weekends. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Was it every weekend, like both Saturdays and Sundays? Uh, it would vary. Might be uh-huh. Saturday or Sunday, sometimes both. Um Unless, unless I was um, had something on, I would usually be working. Yeah. And do you find that with the with the advice you give people, do they generally follow it, or they, you know, they say they will do it, but they only do half of it? What 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 is that like? <laughs> uh, with nutrition coaching. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, I um, usually they'll follow. And, but with that, like I said, we set some action steps. So that's like three things that they'll be focusing on for um, the few weeks until we have our next meetup. So with that, we set them like with the client. So we'll make those things that like we're sure that they can do that are achievable. Say if someone, someone doesn't drink enough water, if they drink like less than a a litre a day, we'd say ideally you want to be drinking like two to three litres a day. But instead of saying, okay, just drink two and a half litres straight away, it's not really, might not happen. So we would say, okay, let's just aim for one and a half litres for Mm -hmm. the next few weeks. Make sure you've 
got your drink bottle or your glass of water at your desk um, or if it's an action step like sleep and they only sleep five hours a night, we don't say, okay, let's sleep eight hours every night. We'll say, okay, let's try and increase it by another 15 minutes to half an hour each night. Um, so we just make them small little steps that are achievable for them. Um, and then that way most people are more compliant and when we're keeping like doing our check-ins with them, we can keep them accountable and make sure they're doing it or if they're struggling, we can help to change that for them. And do you ever get like clients who would come up to you and say, I have this very big event in, in two months and I just need to be like very ready and very fit by then. Tell me everything I need to do. Yeah, we've had a, a few like that. Um, when I say we, there's a few, uh, there's three of us coaches that kind of work together that uh-huh. have our own clients. So, um, yeah, we've had a few people that have like, had a wedding coming up. Yeah. Um, so that's, uh, they're obviously very motivated for that um yeah so yeah we always so, say we want to uh-huh. we want this to be like long long term and sustainable mm-hmm. we don't really just want okay quickly lose five kilos in two weeks because right that's not sustainable and more about teaching them um how to maintain and how to build this into their lifestyle for good and then typically, um, like for brides, do, do you recommend that they, I don't know, double the amount of time they're spending at the gym and then eat super lean and healthy? Or what's something that's more sustainable? Um, so what we'd like to usually we'll have at least like three months working with someone one-to-one. So if we're aiming for, if it's weight loss, we say mm-hmm. like two to four kilos per month. But we always try to aim on the lower side just so it's mm-hmm. achievable for them and more realistic. Uh, and then, like, the slower the weight loss, the more sustainable it is. Um, if it's for muscle gain, that mm-hmm. kind of varies depending on how long each person's being exercising. If they're, like, new to the gym and eating well, they're going to gain muscle quicker than someone that been doing it for years and already has a lot of muscle it's gonna be a slower process Mm -hmm. what's your plan after this are there more uh, certificates you could get or are there different roles you can transition into in fitness um i could do my level crossfit level two which i plan to do this year sometime um they've also got like specialty courses so also, CrossFit involves strongman, so there's a strongman course, which I'd like to do, which is kind of odd object um, yeah. movements and stuff. That's really cool. And gymnastics specialty, mm. um, weightlifting courses. I would love to do all those at some point. Mm. Um, and I'm also starting an online nutrition business as well, so for clients that we don't have access to at the gym that they can we can help online as well so that will kind of be my long-term plan but for now um, more focusing on CrossFit and doing like face-to-face clients. Is the online course you just mentioned is that going to be your own or is it part of the that what's what the gym is doing? No it's going to be my own. Oh that's so exciting. Yeah so I've, I've started like setting it all up but obviously there's a a lot of work to do for it (laughs) and with changing jobs um yeah I've left that on the side for a bit um but hopefully once I'm settled I can start to pick that up and work with people online as well yeah I would be (laughs) yeah no me too because I'm definitely a little intimidated by going to a class physically so I feel like I can kind of like, you know, do it online with somebody and then feel less (laughs) self-conscious. Perfect. First client. (laughs) That's great. When do you think it'll, uh, it will launch? Um, I'm hoping in the next couple of months. Oh, that's soon. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) 
Yeah. So I wanted to know um, what would be some of your advice for people that are hoping to transition, you know, make similar transitions into becoming a CrossFit coach like you, what would you tell them? Um, I think just, well, first, if they've done CrossFit, that would be a big bonus (laughs) (laughs) Um, or know a bit about it would be a lot more helpful. Um, I think the best way is to just like being involved, being able to like shadow coaches, watch other people. Um, You'll probably find that a lot of CrossFit gyms will be open to having like someone watching and learning from the coach as their coach. Uh, I also did an internship, as I mentioned earlier, so the 25 hours of um, just watching and then also delivering different parts of the session, so some just the warm-up, some just like the skill or strength piece, and then some for the workout. Uh, That helped massively because you can also get feedback from the other coaches that, have more experience um so just watching learning getting involved and then trying it yourself and as scary as it can be like having someone else watch you it's a great way to get feedback and be able to learn from it well thank you so much for sharing all these wisdom Mm -hmm. and your experiences with us louise i feel like we've learned so much from from you about you know, like a different way, the more, the more, uh, the more holistic way to approach health. Uh, you should start from the beginning and not, you know, not when you're sick. And so we really appreciate your time and thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Perfect. Thank you. Thanks so okay. much. And thank, thank you so much. We will be in touch. Okay. Talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Talk to you. Bye. Bye.